0: Good evening, Edward Nan with sonsofgod.com, and it is the 3rd of July, 2020. We're going to continue to dig deep and probe this timeline even more so. It's so interesting what is happening to us, what is happening to God's sons, because we are beginning to realize what's been hidden from our eyes up until now. So, Father, we draw your anointing, your authority for this word. Let it continue to divide asunder the soul and spirit and let it continue to free us into the knowledge of who and what we are. The warfare against the saints of light could be reduced down into just understanding that Satan has done everything he could to restrain Intimidate and block the manifesting of the sons. And if he couldn't take you out physically. Then he'll bring and has brought every way possible to intimidate and demean you. And this is something that the sons have had to face all along on their sojourn as they've continued to grow out of their unawareness. it's It's been subtle at times and more blatant at other times. But the enemy has been at work for a very long time to get you to doubt who you are why you're here, and question everything? Really, the great promises and provisions, visions and dreams that have come—I'm sure he's challenged each of you. Kind of like Mary, how can these things be? I—the only reason I—I draw this parallel or, or this point is that we're going to talk briefly about Revelations chapter 19, verse 11. Because in the book of Revelation, really in all of the Word of God, there's a great deal of imagery, a great deal of things that are presented that can be hard to understand or relate to. Because we, are, we even though we've changed a lot, our method of understanding has been to analyze and try and deduct uh, by the reasoning of the carnal mind. And that's something God's sons have been coming out of for a long time. And it's, it's something that we uh, haven't really had any choice because it's been uh, how we have been created initially as we've been on this sojourn, is to, to look at the word, to look at things, and try and uh, relate them to where you are, and, and break it down and have it make sense. But the word doesn't really make sense on this plane of the natural. You can read it, as so many have done, and they can draw conclusions uh, based on the concepts Um, and their paradigm, and all of that acts as a filter. So as you're reading the word, it's coming through a filter. And so you're hearing it with a certain, uh, it's like having a pair of glasses on. Everything's getting filtered a little bit. And you're seeing it in a a different uh, format, a little bit of a different color, than really, what is intended when the word has come, and so people that that they they might be great Bible scholars, but they look at the word, and it's impossible not to approach it through a filter, uh, unless the work of the redemption of the mind has gone far enough that uh, that God has removed that filter. And you begin to be able to process, you know, what he is saying from a whole different level. So you might say, well, what is my point? Uh, Maybe we have understood this. But as you read through the Word, uh, one of the promises is that God is going to have a people who will be the embodiment of his word. Just like Christ, he was the embodiment of the fullness of the Father. All the attributes of the Father dwelled within Christ. So that gives us kind of a a lead-in to understand um, what God has in store for the sons, what is happening within us. Because we're not, uh, well, let's see, kind of struggling with this a little bit this evening, but we, um, we don't see ourselves in the light that God sees us. And as you begin to go through the word, and you look at things that unfold. There is always that tendency to put it outside of yourself. You know, uh, especially in the Book of Revelation, all these 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 horses and images and things are all outside of yourself. And there, you know, so you you visualize these various scenarios, even if you don't quite really understand, which really none of us really quite do, it's it's very deep. We get bits and pieces of the puzzle, you might say. But let's read from verse 11, and you'll get the point of what I'm talking here. It says, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True and in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and upon his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Yeah, right there, that might be a little bit of a tip-off, because Something is happening within the sons that God is raising up that is beginning to establish a whole new creation that he is doing. That's the promise. Uh, A whole new creation, a whole new thing that God is doing. So you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize, okay, God is doing something new. But yet we... We don't quite know what it is. We don't quite grab a hold of it yet because we're still in this transition. And so it's hard to to look at yourself and, and really grasp uh, what he is saying. But working within each of the sons right now is a change that is still hard to perceive. Because God is doing something new. He is making the sons a whole new creation. He is delivering them from humanity, from mankind, from their ancestry to Adam. And they have a new ancestry, that of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is severing the sons. And we we talked about this in the first book you know, cutting the ties to ancestry. I forget what chapter it is. You talk about letting go. You talk about a deliverance. This one's hard to fathom. And it can't be grasped from the scope of the carnal mind. When God says he's going to deliver you, and he's delivering the sons, he is literally not delivering them from uh, a sickness or an ailment or a bondage, whatever, that's far too uh, shallow. The deliverance that God is bringing goes all the way back to the point of origins. He is delivering the sons from their link and identity to the human nature so that he might create something new. Your ancestry is to that of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, unless this is really experienced firsthand, it's difficult to explain how deep the deliverance is going much less how far into this deliverance we have come already. Because God is doing something new in you. And you could say, well, you know, the, the word says, flesh and blood isn't going to inherit the kingdom. And you say, well, what does that mean? You know, they pierced Christ's side when He was hanging and He bled out water. Well, what does that mean? What type of physical change is awaiting us? We know that the Father appeared to the Lord Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. And He completed some transformation. However it happened, whatever it exactly was, whatever the Lord felt, however it unfolded, we don't really have that written down in an account. That is something that is being positioned for each of the sons to enter into. But that is almost at the end of this process. You know, you could think, well, I'm just waiting, I'm hanging on until God appears to me and changes me. But I, I think that that meeting with the Father is the icing on the cake of something that will have already been done to a very large degree. And that's what we're in the midst of right now, is going through a deep reconditioning, a deep transformation, a deep severing from the old. And, and, and the final chapter, or the final page on this Will be the appearing of the Father that completes it. But we're we're deeply into the midst of this, and the Word talks about how Christ was the embodiment of, of so many of the attributes of the Father. You know, He is wisdom. He is you know so on and so forth. I think Isaiah uh, goes into that. And so when you you look at yourself. Don't don't look limited as though you are this person that you've always known yourself to be. Because this is not, that is not who you are. We still don't yet know what we are. We're an aspect of the body of Christ and we know that every part of the body is needed but in the days of the church age that reality is far different than de- the days of the spirit and the days of the kingdom we're looking at the sons fully becoming the personification of all that God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ are. It can't be anything less for you to become Christ, for you to become the Father, for that oneness, that inner penetration, to be completed. And we're so deeply into it, except our minds are lagging behind. But for this to happen, it's not exclusive of you becoming the manifestation of all those attributes. So take a look at Revelations 19. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. What are we talking about? Is that the Lord? Is that Um, An entity called the Word of God, is that an aspect of the Father? What exactly are we talking about here? Well, I know this may not make any sense, but Revelations 19, 11 through 19, which was where we're reading, talks about the sons of God, talks about you and I. I know that can sound, you know, pretty audacious. You know, how dare we say such a thing? This is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, who are you? You either are one or you are not. You either believe in the interpenetration and the the complete uh, 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 takeover. Because that's what we're talking about. Uh, the takeover of God in man, or not, and if this takeover is indeed what's happening, which it is, then all that God is, you are, and the Book of Revelation, a great deal of it, talks about the sons of God functioning. And yet, when you go to read of it, it just—it's all these things that it's like—I I don't know, you know, verse um, fourteen. The armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, are following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he might strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. Who is doing that? Well, it's the Lord out there. And he is coming, and he is doing this thing. Well, I beg to differ. He is, but he isn't. He's doing it through the sons, but you are doing it. You are his mouthpiece. You are the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are the incarnate of all that the Father and the Lord is because that is what he is doing. So many people are out there writing books about What's happening in the earth? We've got this, you know, judgments are happening, whatever that means to them. Um, and, and there's geophysical events that are happening. And, oh, by the way, on this date, in this year, this is going to happen. And, oh, by the way, Nostradamus said this. And people can have all of their ideas. And they, they can psychically, some of them have a psychic gift, they can tune in and come up with dates. On other situations, God may reveal to them timelines. Oh well, this is what God is doing. Well, I beg to differ, it's not what he's doing. But that's what people are writing. Oh yeah, this guy is right on. He he prophesied this in in, in October of last year, or this in January, and it happened. This is what God is doing. I beg to differ. These are... Blind leaders of the blind, and I, maybe that's a strong statement, but I'm so tired of people chasing after this and chasing after that. Well, let's go find the Lord. Where is he? Well, he's out in the he's out in the desert. Well, he's over here, and they don't see. They don't have eyes to see and understand. The plan of God is happening right now in their midst, and the plan of God has to do. With the release and manifesting of the sons of God on the face of the earth. And his mouth, it says, from his mouth comes a sharp sword. And with it he might strike down the nations. How is he going to do that? Through the sons. He treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God. He rules them with a rod of iron. The Lord is doing this, but he's doing it in concert with the sons as they mature. And until the time of the maturing of the sons come to that point of um, completion or fullness, it all just sits on hold, waiting, waiting for the sons. And the cloud of witnesses cry out, Oh God, how long, how long? because it's waiting for the heirs to come forth to manifest. And thus, Satan's warfare against the saints of light has been constant to bring in false shepherds and to, to demean the flock, those called to walk with God on the highest level. And we've seen it time and time again Oh, well, that was just a false shepherd, a false prophet, whatever, just throw it off. Yeah, but the damage can go very deep in people. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in mid heaven, Come assemble for the great supper of God, that you might eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men. And I saw the beasts and kings of the earth assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. So much of the book of Revelation speaks about the release and the warfare of the saints of light as they begin to Go about the Father's business and complete what has to be done during this time. A great deal is at stake. A great deal has been at stake for a long time. Thankfully, the Lord has said, it's not going to take many. It can take just a handful. Because if you look, you can see the bodies in the Spirit. Who have been taken down by the enemy. And we were talking about that the other day. And the word came, Well, Lord, Ezekiel's dry bones, can they live? Yes, they can. Can an army be born in a day? Well, yes, it can course the scripture doesn't tell you that there might have been 20 years before that day that a whole lot went on before you finally got to all these dead bodies strewn in the street but after that it only takes a day you know we don't realize what people have gone through in this process of becoming and how they have been singled out because the enemy has been very active in singling out at any opportunity anyone who has really chosen to walk with God and to be a vessel of change and judgment. It's an interesting position where God has his sons at this time. And unfortunately, as we look around, so little awareness of what God is really doing. People get caught up in this end-time disaster scenario where they're out preparing and praying, Oh God, save America, but that which is apparent, which can be seen with the eye, is not at all what is happening. You can read the scriptures all day long and see what is prophesied concerning coming judgments and find it very interesting, but the reality is that we're walking right now in these days. It's interesting, as you begin to put legs to the Word, some of the, some of the challenges that, that we've seen over the years is, especially when we were very young, to go and, and listen to a, someone bringing the Word, and it all sounds great, but there was no way to really apply it, to put legs to it, to really understand uh it, it it was always outside of you and always seeming to be unattainable and um and that is unfortunate but that has been uh part of what um people have had to go through uh to get to this point but it's interesting if you want to go back and just read through Read through the New Testament and see how much of it speaks of the sons that come forth and carry out the will of God and complete what is happening in the earth. Things are going to continue to ramp up and and get crazy. But more and more, the sons are coming into their rightful inheritance and as God speaks the judgments will flow even greater because the key that's been missing in the equation has been a people that have really known who they are because that's the greatest leverage when the light comes on and you have that experience and you may only see it for a fleeting moment at one point and you realize who you are and what you are. It is so much greater than you could understand or conceive. And then the drive rests upon you to speak the word and to just do what God has raised you up to do. This is that time. How the next several months will play out remains to be seen. It's not completely written down yet. There's a lot of different scenarios in the works, and I think part of that is predicated, a great deal of it, predicated upon the Son's coming into their own right, coming into the knowledge of who they are and their inheritance. And that is something that's going to affect the dynamics of what is uh, going on right now in this realm of illusion, as we would call it. Let's see if there's anything else here that we want to touch on. Mostly I just am looking, Lord, for that light to come on within us. And it has to be something the Lord does where He just lifts a layer off the carnal mind by virtue of the renewing of the carnal mind, I would say. But that layer is lifted off and all of a sudden you you realize what you are and with that comes the greatest leverage of everything but i mean it, it's a deep awakening people out there talk about the great awakening that's coming what awakening people are they're probably talking about some spiritual awareness and sensitivity of whatever there whatever doesn't matter but the real awakening that's happening is the awakening within the sons of god and it only t- it just takes it take just enough to, uh, just enough of a glimpse that you can latch onto it and hold it And I and I tell you, Lord, you you open that door just a little, and we'll grab it, and we won't let go, and you will see, even if it's for a moment, and know even as you're known, and you'll realize what God is doing within you, and you'll realize that, oh my gosh this is a whole new thing god is doing it's a whole new race of people you know the word talks about the holy chosen priesthood but it's something new what god is doing in you is is something new that has not been done in the earth before and those glimmers are starting to happen because we're so close to the changes. And the more it happens, the more the spirit realm and the natural plane is going to erupt with uh, with an upheaval of chaos like we've never known. Because it's a cause and effect. We don't have to even try and do it. We're in the act of becoming. And that is shifting the balance in the spirit world. That is important to understand. Your becoming is changing everything. And the whole balance in the realm of spirit is shifting. And the power of the enemy is coming to naught because of the authority that is coming forth now in the sons. So I know that it's it's hard to, to bring this type of word because we're dealing with words and concepts and thoughts. But this is what is happening and the Lord just needs to confirm, confirm what He's doing by bringing you into an experience of knowing, an experience of seeing. And nothing can take that away. The word talks about the mystery of God. I, was, I forget where it is in, in the book of Revelations, but it talks about the mystery of God being completed. We are the mystery of God. You are the mystery of God, and it's a mystery because the spirit world, the the the, the angels, the satanic uh, hosts—they don't understand. They don't have the ability to understand. They may see and grasp it in a measure, but it's been a hidden mystery. God has had the sons in hiding until now you've been a hidden work I've been a hidden work but we're in the days of the seventh angel we're in the days when God is completing this mystery you know the word you could say well the mystery of God is Christ in you the hope of glory well that That, um, that is absolutely true. But the uh, impact of that, because we've read it so many times, may not really hit us of just how significant this is and how different you are and what your life is going to become. Up till now, we've been in a cocoon But there comes a time when the new creation is fully released. And that's where we are. That's where we are. So we loose the flow of the word. We continue to stay on our face. We continue to speak the word. Let the word continue to hit the stone cut out of a mountain. I mean hit the mountain, not the stone. Whatever. I guess you guys understand what I'm saying anyway. But um, we just stay after this. There's something here that the Lord wants us to grasp. He wants us to grasp what we've become, what we are. Even though our carnal mind says, well, nothing seems to be that different. Um, I still, I can't raise the dead. I, I don't seem to be able to do some of these things, you know, that I would think would come with sonship or certain levels of maturity. So it it doesn't compute. And it never was meant to compute. Through the carnal mind, it doesn't make sense. But we're at this juncture of time when there is a change happening within the sons. And we've got to get it, because the spirit realm is already sensing it. They're already seeing it. But we are still lagging behind. So we cut our bonds with ourself, let it go, let go of our concepts, let go of our ideas. We just say, Lord, it doesn't make sense. Two and two don't equal four, Um but I'm not going to let that restrain me. I just let everything go and I say, Okay, Lord, finish revealing yourself within me because it's been hidden to my eyes. But now is the time that we are to know fully as we're known. And I think this will end it for this evening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this made sense. Um, It was a bit of a struggle. Um, But there's something happening that's really deep. And we just need to get it. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Amen.